What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. If you could be king of the world for a day, Joey, what's one thing that you would eliminate that exists in the world? Oof. Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve? Absolutely. I thought you were going to be like, give me one of those beauty pageant answers like world peace or, you know, <laughs> world terror or something like that. Yeah. It's not eliminate world peace, create world peace. Well, I was going to say, I mean, get rid of the Federal Reserve. You probably do create some peace. I don't know. <laughs> um, less terror. Less I can, terror. I can assure you. I, I think mine, Joey, and this may be controversial. I wouldn't, I would expect nothing less. I eliminate 401ks. Ooh, no more 401 k He just came up off the top ropes on that one. I, I literally would like to put a 401k in a headlock. Okay. Well, tell me more. Well, I just don't think that this tool is for us as consumers as much as it is for Wall Street's helping perpetuate the retirement lie. Okay. Tell me more. But look retirement is a lot. Do you not believe that? No, hundred percent. I think though Remember, that we're, we work together. Yeah. Okay. Good. I agree with you. I've been, I've been talking to you for a while, <laughs> but, but that's some of the, the really interesting thing to me about retirement is that that never existed until the late 1800s when Bismarck in Germany had this limited viewpoint of the world that says, Hey, people cannot create new jobs. So in order to get the new people, the younger generation into the workforce, I got to give the older generation a pension to get them out. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I know that story. So I know that you're telling the truth here, but is it retirement a good thing? No, I think it actually is a bad thing. I sit, I go to work out um, three or four times a week. I'm surrounded by guys who are in their seventies and eighties, people that show up six days a week to the gym who are, major presidents, CEOs, highly successful people who, for whatever reason, decided to retire. And I think it's based upon this idea that that's what I should do when I get to some certain age. And so we work our whole lives along that approach. Wall Street has four rules, Joey. Okay. Hit me Give me it. your money. Yep. Give it to me on a consistent and regular basis. Okay. Let me keep it for as long as possible. And then lastly, let me make it as hard as possible for you to get it back. I 100% see how that plays in a 401ks. 401ks is the best instrument for them to use that mindset. And when we're thinking, how do I break free of the Wall Street mindset? How do I create financial freedom today? 401ks are in direct contrast in conflict with our philosophical approach. No doubt at all. And that's the question that I, I really want to challenge you. If you're not already thinking about it, why can't you have more freedom today? 
Why can't you be living a life that you have kind of created for yourself today instead of deferring it like you would a 401k into your 60s and 70s when, like you said, you're working out with these guys and you're like, they have so much more life left. Why did they retire? They could be producing. Like, let's put on our producer's caps and say, I'm going to constantly be adding value to this world. I'm never going to be taken out of service. Well, if you want to know what are some of the major differences between infinite banking and a 401k, there'll be no shortage of analogies and opportunities for us to share what our opinions are on that in this episode. Let's belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the IBC Roundtable, where each week we go deep into your favorite subject, the infinite banking concept, to try to help you understand how can you get to financial freedom by using this one tool that is so foundational. I'm sitting here with my favorite coaches. Next to me is my co-host, the Italian stallion, Mr. Joey Murray. What's up, Joey? Hey, hey, I'm ready for a fight. Are you? Are you? Well, who are you fighting? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, today's topic, it, it, this is going to be an all-out brawl. Do you think so? We'll see. I don't know, man. I, I don't know why you're so argumentative right now. I'm just fired up, man. Like a cold I, day. Like we'll get it's about up. information, man. It's about giving love. It's about sh just shining light in dark places. Okay. I'm with you. All right. Well, to the right of you, I've got the Indiana Jones of finance, the man who can help you find treasure in your finances so that you can get to financial freedom. And somebody we like to also refer to as downtown Ernie Brown. What's up, Ernie? What's up, Russ? How are you, man? I'm doing really well. Get your cup of coffee there. Ready to go? Afternoon broom. Afternoon broom. Across from the table, we've got the man between two bamboo, the guy that is a resident pilot. He can help you get home safely. Mark, the Gooch Hard Gucci. What's up, Mark? Not much, guys. Happy to be here. Welcome. Welcome. And and by the way, we, we do have another another coach who hasn't had a chance to join yet. I do know he's coming in. I left him hanging in another meeting, so he's going to have to pick up all the pieces that I, that I left there. <laughs> it's the Million Dollar Smile, Mr. Incredible, J.D. Hill. So we'll, we'll join him in in just a second. So the discussion today as you said, Joey, is a battle, you think. Mm. And I do think this was more of a battle early on, but sometimes people can can really be conflicted by what should I do? I love this infinite banking concept. I think this is amazing. It's the place that I should put all my cash. But also I got this 401k and all my friends do that. Yeah, I totally agree. In fact, I think it's natural that people immediately try to make some sort of a connection between infinite banking and what they already know, right? So how does this compare? We always say on the show, everything is compared to what? So Ernie, how would you, how would you jump in on that as right. far as how people see that? Typically when people learn about the infinite banking concept, they would ask, should I do this or should I do this? I've been, I like my 401k. There's some things about it that I really like. I couldn't imagine living without. 
should I do this or should I do IBC? I thought the song was you could do this or you can do that. <laughs> That's right. Oh. <laughs> Mark, what's your initial take on the conversation of 401k versus IBC? Looking back at, at, at my past, how, how the 401k conversation started was that was all that the people that were around me knew. And so naturally they're going to do what they believe is the best. And I, I think everyone who shared 401k with me was trying to do the right thing. I don't think they were like, oh, how can we hose Mark? <laughs> I got this great idea. <laughs> Let's tell him to put his money in a 401k. Let's just ruin him. No, I mean, it, was, it was the best information they had. And so I, I think that's part of the thing, right, is education and looking outside the box. And 401k, I was just thinking about this now, it's, it's kind of a conformity thing, right? If you go to a new place, if everyone's doing something, you will naturally tend to gravitate towards that. But this is outside of that because we've learned some new things. So we've, we've changed our perspective. Well, so here's one of the things I would say, Joey, to this end is that I think people are comparing apples and oranges. You were going, you just took my words. I did? Yeah. I didn't hear them. Well, they were mine that I talked about ahead of time. You knew I was going to say that. I didn't. Did, did you hear? You? Did you know he was going to say that? I can't remember. It's so long ago. <laughs> Well, I, no, I, 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 I totally agree. I, I think this is completely different things. When you're talking about infinite banking, what are we talking about? We're talking about having access to capital today. No, we're talking about the concept, the infinite banking concept. Right. We're talking about a 401k vehicle product. Yeah, we're, we're talking about a process versus a product. Right. And yeah. I, I would even say a 401k isn't even a product. A 401k is a, a wrapper around some investment. Right. Totally. Agree. It's the way the government looks at the taxation of the qualification of the account that you're putting money in. Infinite banking is not an account. It is a concept. It is an idea. Th those two things are completely separate. And I don't think most people have considered that as a part of it. So when we're talking about how the infinite banking concept works, we're teaching people a mindset of how to use money, how to think about our capital and put that money in motion. Money, just like water and everything else, needs to be in motion. One of our, our coaches, JD, unfortunately, he, he's got a water issue at his house because their, their water froze. It stopped. Mm. Right, that water going through that pool pump wasn't intended to stop and be um, stagnant and frozen. Yeah, right. H had the power stayed on, regardless of the temperature, that water would have kept been able to move through that motor. It wouldn't have burst those pipes, but because it stopped, it created problems. And I think that that's what people don't understand is we're teaching people with the IBC to put money in motion. As opposed to a 401k, that money goes and becomes stagnant. It becomes the dead sea. Well, and I, I would add to your, your idea about these being apples and oranges. We actually had somebody in the land geek community today asking us, why doesn't, why don't like Dave Ramsey and those kind of guys like whole life insurance? And my immediate thought was, is that we have two very different approaches to building wealth. One, 
is a long-term perspective on just put money away, don't touch it. And hopefully in by the time you're 60, 65, 70, you have enough money to then start living off of in quote unquote retirement. Whereas in the infinite banking process, we're talking about getting access to capital today in, in light of the Langit community, they're building a business that they may be able to be, be like um, Kevin Sue, one of the guys we interviewed on our podcast, he built a 10,000 a month uh, land business in one year. So we're about building wealth today that makes you free instead of the Dave Ramsey of the world that want to defer your life until you're in your 60s. So at the very end, these things are at odds, right? 401k and IBC could not be farther apart in terms of the result that you're looking for. So that's where I would say they're apples and oranges. Yeah, but I get to, in my 401k, I get to grow my money tax deferred. In my 401k, my employer matches what I put in. How could I give that up? Well, that's what I was going to ask, Mark. Um, what was the thing you hear most often when people are trying to kind of work through this? Like they like the idea of IBC and then they're like, but I got this special thing about my 401k. I just can't let go of. It's free money. Mm. I, I've got this free match. So if, if I put in X amount, they're, they're, they're going to match up to this and it's free. So I've got to at least put that much in. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you'd be dumb. You, you might even get weird looks as somebody who's in our inner circle just was sharing in the chat. You may get even weird looks if you told somebody that you weren't participating in the 401k. Mm -hmm. which, which, by the way, if you're not a part of our inner circle, you have an opportunity. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash inner circle. You can join and be a part of live discussions like this or hearing our podcast live. And then as we go deeper, which we're about to, when we go into this inner circle, we're going to actually unmask some of those half truths about the 401k employer match. By the way, if you knew that it wasn't as good as you thought it was, would it make the decision easier mm. to quit um, being a part of that whole scam? Did I just call it a scam? Well, I think the reason you would say it's a scam because our mentor, Nelson Nash, would talk about <laughs> how all of this was a scam, right? He, he declared inside the book, like, this was a trap for our money. Why, why do you think he, he would talk about 401ks or other qualified plans with such disregard, Ernie? Uh, two reasons. Number one is because of his own personal experience of having needs for large amounts of cash. And he, if he had not had access to cash and insurance policies, we would never have become your own banker. Mm. If he had all his cash in 401k plan, this concept, I don't think we'd have it. And the second thing is, as it relates to taxes, how many times did you hear Nelson say, when the government creates a problem, parentheses, erroneous taxation, and then creates an exemption to the problem they just created, Aren't you at least a little bit suspicious you're being manipulated? Oh my God. I heard that quote so many times from him. <laughs> exactly. I can repeat it verbatim, no problem. I can see him saying it too. All right. We we've got JD joining the discussion. JD, yeah, I know I, that you've got some thoughts on the 401k and the the real issue at hand here. You wanna you wanna share those with us? Yeah, I think um, you know, the 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 401k. When when 
I first started in this industry, it was very similar, Russ, to, to your start, right, where I started with a big box financial planning firm, you know, doing traditional style financial planning. And um, it took me a little longer, uh, I, I think, than most before I finally got to this place where I realized, like, wait a minute, this, I don't feel like I'm actually helping people move the needle forward. Right. Meaning I would, I would engage with people and have this conversation and, and they knew they needed to save money. But it was it was it was always from this place of like, well, OK, so so I know I should be putting money somewhere. I've got a little bit of dollars to save. Should I put it with you or should I at least put it into my 401k and get up to the match? Right. Because because that's free money. Right. Why wouldn't I want to at least get free money and get the match, you know, uh, uh, that my employer is willing to offer me? Um, and so, you know, when I think about you know, kind of this whole idea of, of the 401k and those types of things, that's kind of the first thing that really comes to my mind is, you know, should I at least not put money into my 401k up to the match? It, and I'm glad you brought that up. Years ago, every week I did this, what I called Friday Freedom. And I would share different ideas and thought processes and in my own small, humorous way would add some sort of flavor to it. And 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 this was uh, just one of those topics where I had the three most cringeworthy aspects to a 401k. And uh, I just posted that in the chat for the inner circle group to, to go watch and be able to look into, I'll get it into the show notes so you can participate in it. But that is, there's a lot of um, misunderstandings to really the 401k and what, how much of that match I can access. And, and how much return do I get because of that? Because some people would even uh, make the mistake of believing it's a hundred percent return. Because if I put a hundred dollars and they put a hundred dollars, isn't that a hundred percent return? Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, as time goes on, it, it doesn't keep working that way. That that hundred dollars becomes worth less and less and less. So, how much money would you be willing to put in a hole that you couldn't touch for thirty years just to get an incentive to maybe get three dollars? On top of it, mm. it becomes worth less. And I think that's the part that we got this question. Thank you, Kristen, for asking it is how do I how do I describe this to someone? Right. If if everybody else out there is doing 401k and they believe that that's the best way. And here I am, uh, I'm going upstream. I'm, I'm fighting this this battle. I'm going and putting my money in infinite banking and I'm trying to figure out how do I explain the best way to teach them that? I want to hear your thoughts. I'm going to throw mine in there. But my my opinion is, what is it that we're doing with our accessible cash, right? Why are we even listening to this podcast? Why are we saving money? What is the objective? What are we wanting to accomplish? Mark says that question all the time. If you want me to help you pack to go somewhere, I need to know where you're going so I know how to help you pack. Well, if financial freedom, Joey, equals more passive income than monthly expenses, and when I get to that point, that will allow me to stop working or start a new business or spend more time with my family, travel with my family, fill in the blank to what stopping trading time for money would allow you to do. If that is my objective, how long do you want to wait to get there? Okay. I've heard enough about infinite banking. I'm pretty sure it's a fit for me and my family, Russ. How do I get started? Let's take that pretty sure and make it darn sure. The reason you do that is that you get clarity, Joe. You need to get on a 15-minute call with one of our coaches at wealthwellstreet.com forward slash free call. Then you'll know where you're starting from and where you're headed. And only then can you implement the infinite banking process. All right. So go to wealthwellstreet.com forward slash free call to get that 15 minute conversation, gain clarity 
But now, let's jump back into today's episode. Kristen, I was going to answer your question. How do you best educate colleagues in using IBC? The best way I know to answer that is exactly what Russ is talking about, right? You need to approach it not from the mechanics of the vehicle, but from how does what you're doing provide the result that you're looking for? And it, it, by the way, some people are not looking for the same result as you, and it's not going to resonate. But for those that can resonate with the idea that I, like, I would say this is a philosophical question that somebody should be asking themselves, but unfortunately, far too few people have the confidence or the ability to ask it is, why shouldn't I be free with my time sooner rather than age 65? Like, if you think about it, just let that land on you for just a second. Most people are working under the assumption that that's not even possible. Mm. So why is that? Like, what are they, they have accepted that until maybe you're the first one to say, well, what, what would you be doing if you weren't trading time for money right now? That has nothing to do with any product. That has nothing to do with any vehicle. It literally is, do you have what you really want or are you just putting up with what you have? And I think if you can uh, approach it from that angle, infinite banking is no longer a, um, hey, we're against 401k. It's we're against deferring life. So how can we get more of what we want today? I think that's the battle that this is really about. Because when you said, I want to go to battle when we started this podcast. I was just trying to get it fired up. The battle is not with, is one product better than one process? Because there are apples and oranges. It's philosophically, what do we want to accomplish in our life? And are we going to use the wrong or right tools to help us to get there? Because if I want to be financially free, I will not trade anything for 20 years to get it. Like, I, I, I want it now. I don't want to wait 20 years. That's why a match means nothing to me. Well, you are the, I always repeat what you say, but you literally are famous for saying you can't pay me enough to keep me in prison for the next 25 years. Have you thought about that? Like, is that what your 401k is? Is it somebody has literally put shackles on you and said, by the way, here's a little, here's your employer match. And this is, this is, this is just a little parting gift. But, but isn't, I mean, how, how do we, as Americans, right? I think that they've said, and I, I've lost count of the numbers. So I'm quoting old numbers. It may be more than this, but it, I think we're at close to $18 trillion in retirement plans as a nation. Right. And that includes foreign K's as well as other pension plans and other things. But how did we get that much money into it? How did we get this deep into this idea? What's your thoughts on that? Or like, where, where, why do you think we've bought this hook, line, and sinker? Well, simply the easy button. I think financial institutions preyed upon people's general laziness and sold the idea of, I can do this for you. Just turn this over to me and I'll give it back to you when you can barely walk anymore. Mm. The easy button, I think, is what, what allowed this to just take off. Well, outside of offending everybody over the age of 60 on the walking issue, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> 
I don't know. Lots of people who run marathons who are over 60. <laughs> JD, what, what do you have uh, as, as a response to that comment? Why do you believe as a country we've accepted the idea that the 401k is the best place for our money to go to? Because it's the only option that's been presented um, on a large level with massive, massive, massive amounts of marketing dollars in, in literature that say this is the best thing for you. And, and I think a lot of that stems from the fact that if, if look, I, I think it's interesting. If you were to Google retirement crisis in America, I mean, you're going to see article after article after article after article of problems that people in America are facing today as it relates to the, the, the retirement crisis. And when you look at the average 401k balance of six people 65 and older, right, it's like $150,000. Nobody is being taught correctly. And this, this used to not be the problem. Right. Meaning prior, this is the first time in American history that Americans alone are retiring on a 401k by themselves. Never happened before. First time in American history, we're retiring with 401ks by themselves away from a pension plan. And it has been an utter and epic failure. Right. And, and, and I think hindsight's 2020, right. If we could go back and look at it differently, you know, the idea that like, geez, I would much rather have a pension, have a, have a, have a guaranteed income forever. Like that's, that is so much more satisfying than, than, than the 401k lie. Right. And, and I call it a lie because it was, it's presented from this place of this is what it's going to, this is, this is better than a pension. You have more control over, over your investment options, right? You can do more with this when the reality is, is that it's, it's not better. Right. It's, 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 it's on its own. It's, it's, it's way worse than an actual pension is. Mark, have you seen anybody in your years? Because obviously you, you've traveled the world, literally traveled the world and, and have met a lot of really interesting uh, people over the years. H how many people have you met that became financially free due solely in part to the money that they put away into their 401k? I've had better luck finding Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> haven't found a one. And if anybody can find one, by all means, let us know. We would love to interview them to find out how did that, that magical outcome happen. Um, I was just having a conversation with, with a, a, a young woman the other day, and she was going through the process. And the last question she threw out, she said, hey, I just have a side question. Um, what do you think about my 401k? And I said, well, you know what? Why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me what you think about it? You know, let, let, let's let's go through. So I just I drew a line. You know, I put 401k on one side and I put IBC on the other and put a line down the middle. And I said, tell me all the great things about about your 401k, all the positives. And so she went through, she listed all of them. I'm like, these are great. I said, now let's let's look on the other side and went through that. And then I said, let, let, let's start comparing these. Now, how is your 401k helping you achieve the goals that we talked about earlier? being able to transition out of the workforce, being able to start a business, being able to, to do these other things. I said, how is your 401k going, going to help you? How is it helping you now? And how's it going to help you then? And when we were able to unpack that together, because I wasn't saying that the 401k was bad. I just said, how is that helping you achieve what you said your goals were? And then it started to become very clear that it wasn't helping to that end. And so I, I think that's one of the, the great conversations we can have is, you know, it is apples and oranges, but is that piece of fruit going to help you get where you want to go? Well, so here's an interesting part. So as you're a business owner, 
we sometimes are encouraged by accountants and other advisors to start these types of plans for our employees with one objective, Joey. What's that? Loyalty. And and so how, how well does that work out for, for business owners? They create a 401k plan. They encourage, you know, new recruits. Hey, by the way, one of the aspects that um, of working with our company is that we, we contribute 3% or whatever percent up to your 401k um, if you come and join us. And man, I, I, every single company who's ever started a 401k has never lost an employee because of that feature, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah, these things are portable. So they don't accomplish the loyalty factor that they were intended to create. But even more personally, I, I want to make this point. When I was in a large mortgage company, national mortgage company, I remember there's a couple factors that I want to point out about my 401k. So number one, I had no idea what in the world I was investing in. I had a very limited number of things I could invest in, but I was the, the dummy that was just like, you know what, what's the highest rate of return on this sheet? Bang, pick that one. No, that, okay. that's that's a great point there. How just let's just be brutally honest. If you've ever had a 401k, you 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 pull up the, the list of 12 mutual funds that you have you know available to you, and you look at those mutual funds, you're gonna determine which one you're gonna pick. <laughs> which one do you look at? The highest rate. Whatever one had the highest return, because it gives you the one, three, five, sometimes max returns on the on the mutual fund. <laughs> You look at the one-year return, you're like, oh, that one had the highest. Yep, that was the one I'm doing. Oh, that one's second highest. I'll do that one too. All right, so number one was that. Number two, I didn't really even know which one to pick, so who did I ask? Your buddy. The buddy in the office who is also not financially free, by the way. And I'm like, well, then, you know, in the office of about 10 to 15 people, there's one person that claims to be like the office guru, by the way. Oh, well, you know, so-and-so, he, he, he knows more about this. You should go ask him. All of a sudden, this guy's a financial advisor and he's slinging mortgages and he's not anywhere closer to financial freedom than I was, but I took his advice. Oh yeah, that sounds good. I'll just mark that one down. So number two thing, number three, I remember there being a vesting schedule and JD, I think you and I were talking about this, but I remember thinking, man, those, so the first year I put in money, it's zero, zero percent match. The next year is 25% match. The third year, 50, 75, 100. So by year five, I'm 100% match. I've, I've gotten up to the 100%. It's like I've arrived. Like, man, I actually, it's like a pat on the back. Like, man, the company's doing something for me. This is so great. I'm so glad I work at such a great organization. <laughs> exactly. They really care like, about me. They're man. investing in my future. It care was just, about my retirement. It's like, I, I finally arrived. And then, but here, here's the other thoughts about 401k, my personal experience. Again, I can always talk about my personal experience. There was never an opportunity that was brought to me that I thought I could participate in through my 401k. If you think about that, right? After I left and I started full-time doing this, someone brought me a private mortgage opportunity and because I had access to capital, I took advantage of it. Before that, I never would have even considered it, even though I had over like $200,000 in my 401k because it was off limits, right? And then the, the last thing I'll say about this from a loyalty standpoint, if I had not started policies four years earlier, 
and I got that little nudge from the Lord that said, man, you need to be teaching people about this infinite banking stuff. I never would have had the opportunity to leave because my, all of my excess capital was locked up. And I would have just been like, man, that'd be a great opportunity for somebody else. I, it, it's not for me because I can't take advantage of this. I can't afford mm. to make a transition like this because I have no access to capital. But because I did, it made all the difference. So that's my tirade. I know you, you know, I got on a little monologue. I love here, it. But I love it. All right. So thoughts. as we wrap up, and we've said this before, but I'm going to highlight it again. If you're not already a member of our inner circle, you have an opportunity. Go to wealthwildwallstreet.com forward slash inner circle and join this discussion because we're getting ready to go have a live discussion with others who are participating inside this inner circle, can ask all of these coaches questions, can, can ask questions on the spot as we've already been answering some, but also you get a weekly information that's going to help you get closer to your goal of being financially free. So, all right, parting shots, Mark. Wow. Kind of got thrown there. Um, yeah, I actually opted out of my 401k a while ago and I'm happy to, to share that because I like having control over my dollars and where they go and how I utilize them. And I, I, I don't like waiting to have my friends around me. I've, I'll use them now versus in 20 or 30 years. So mm. Judy. Yeah, so I'll leave with this uh, simple kind of metaphor about a 401k um, that was shared with me before. So if, and I think this is, I, I, I wish, I wish employers would leave with this, right? Is that if, if, if I came to you and I said, Hey, Russ, I want to go into business together. Right. And, and there's, there's four things that are, I, re, I require in order for us to go into business together. The first is, is that I, I want you to do all the work. Okay. The second is, is that I want you to use all your money. The third is that I want you to take all the risks. Okay, so if the thing goes belly up, it's all on you. And, and if we can get past those first three things, the last thing I'm sure you'd be thinking is, well, if I'm doing all the work and, and doing all the time and, and taking all the risks and I own 100% of the business, right? I say, well, not so fast. I'll tell you how much of the business you get to keep when we sell it in the future. And that's a moving target. Do you want to go into business together? No. Sounds a lot like... No, but that's... Ex- Russ. <laughs> right. I, but it, I think I tried to give this deal it, to Joey. <laughs> <laughs> And he took it though, right? That's brilliant. But isn't that exactly what a 401k is? Mm. Like you have to get up every day and go to work. You have to pick the mutual funds and take all the risk, right? Like you have to put all the money into it. And then when you're ready to take income out, you don't know how much you're going to get to keep because you know what the tax bracket's going to be in the future. Mm. Who would ever do that and sign voluntarily sign up for it and say, I'm excited about this? Millions, <laughs> millions. But it just wasn't described that way, right? It, it was right. everybody else is doing it. You must be stupid for not doing it. And they're just one lemming falling the other lemming off the cliff. Ernie, That's right. what is the, the name of a, the award that they would give like at the end of high school, like most likely to blah, blah, blah to what do uh, they call CC? those? Exactly. What are those awards called? I'm blanking on that. I don't know. I never got one of those <laughs> superlatives. <laughs> Is, yes. that, is that what you call it? Yes. Kristen, Kristen, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. Senior superlatives. There you go. So for me, I, I was probably most likely to, to lead a very average financial life and never take any risks. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I was. That's how I grew up. Very serious. And then I, I remember some of my friends in college, the guys are pretty much the opposite. You know, I took some entrepreneurship classes in college and these guys like just they're prone to 
they're like Russ, you know, there's an idea. We're going to chase it for 15 minutes until the next idea and chase that one. <laughs> Dang. But I look at those, some of those people still my really good friends and I look at them and they're working in large companies worried about the normal things in life. And they're not pursuing any of those things because they're, they're concerned with keeping their match. You know, I know that for a fact with a, a handful of my personal friends, I try to share. And for me, my mindset, I'm not there. I'm not hundred percent there, but I'm, I'm growing and changing my mindset, working around with this group of people, but then also giving myself access to cash. It's just forcing me to think different and consider differently. So when I look at hopefully how this will play out in my life, when I'm able to pursue and accomplish as it relates to the trajectory of those guys who I look at and would say they're, they'd be more likely to go do something like this. I think it's a part of their financial planning has caused them this path. Mm -hmm. So much wisdom. This has been a great fun discussion. There's so much more that we could talk about. And that's the reason why we've got to do this. We got to keep coming back every Tuesday. We have to keep listening and pouring into our education because the best investment is in ourselves. And the, the fact that you're listening to this podcast right now is meaning that you're one step closer to achieving your goals because you're investing in yourself. And it always starts with who you surround yourself with. And that's why this community and this inner circle is so important because sometimes we can consider ourselves being on an island that we are so different from those that are around us, that we are pursuing infinite banking as opposed to putting money in our 401k, that we want to create cash flow instead of accumulating large amounts of money and that we're willing to have financial freedom today and not willing to postpone it till age 60 or later. Make sure you're part of this community. Make sure you share it with other people because we want to continue to help you and those around you grow. And as always, have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.